Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 Chai FM. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM, and I really mean back because it's my first week back in Joburg and back in the CTA presenting the show. And uh, I just want to start off by thanking everybody for the great messages we got towards the end of last year. Um, just the thank yous that came through And I was really surprised at a whole lot of Whatsapps I got on Sunday afternoon um, I didn't even know what was being replayed And people just messaged me to say Great interview And they mentioned the person's name And I'd really forgotten about that interview Because it had been a while ago So, you know, thank you for listening And thank you for supporting our only Jewish radio station in the country We we started the year with baby steps Starting the year with something that starts right at the very beginning And that's that's babies That's little, little people who come into this world And something that we really want to do Is we want to dress them up well And um, I haven't had little children for a long time My my youngest child is 16 So I don't really remember that stage But in studio with me is Sally and Nina Nortier Welcome to Chai FM Thank you very much for having us, Avi Lovely being here well, let's see if it's well, we'll have the after 50 minutes time, but I think it will be. <laughs> you ladies got together and you started a bespoke baby garment company. Let's start at the very beginning. The one first question I asked you is that you've built something or a business that designs and makes clothes that are beautiful, that are meant to be handed down from generation to generation. That's not the way things work anymore. We don't repair electronics. We just buy new electronics because it's cheaper to buy new than to repair. Even with clothing, um, you know, you really have to think hard before you buy a very expensive item of clothing because you can buy three cheap ones for the same. Why did you guys go for something that is real quality that can be handed down? Okay, uh, I'll take that answer. Um, so we've since from young age, Sally and I have shared a dream of starting our own businesses together or a business together. And we always had the passion and the want to create something that's unique, um, different and stylish and that would last. But at the same time, we wanted to be stretched and challenged out of, out of our comfort zones. Us not being mothers, um, contrary to what most people will believe, um, and where you, normal baby brand starts, we've always been challenged to find a unique gift for our friends and families, little babies, um, from birthday gifts to baby shower gifts and Christmas gifts. And seeing that gap in the market and combined with our passion for fashion and everything little, um, pretty and, uh, and lace, that actually created or sparked the start of, of Everly Baby. And uh, we've grown up, we are two Afrikaans girls, and the little boys always receives a pair of leather shoes, uh, or as we will call them, fellies. And we said, we don't have fellies for little girls. Um, so Everly Baby caters for, for little baby girls and toddlers, and uh, the timeliness and the great natural fabrics that we use enables us to then keep it and pass it down from one generation to the next. Do you guys have a fashion background? No, we actually don't. I worked for a fashion brand in Dubai, but they specialized in shoes and handbags for about a year. Um, but we just love lace and natural fabrics and pretty things. And little little children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys sat down together one night and said, I think we should start this this." Baby clothes idea, especially for girls, make it really pretty, great quality, local stuff. And then you went to sleep. And then how did you start the next morning? 
We actually, um, we didn't start to say we want to do baby stuff. We've always just wanted to do something local and something together. The baby stuff came with time. So when we design our stuff, we actually get a piece of material, like the lace, and we design accordingly. And most people, if they like pretty stuff, they do evening dresses or clothes for grown-ups. So we said, let's take that something pretty and do it for little babies. So we both are combined. We've got about 10 years experience in marketing, sales, brand management, photography, and we decided that our parents taught us to to dream big and that everything's possible through hard work and to partner with specialists. So we've got lots of mentors, not everybody in the fashion industry per se, and we woke up and we said, let's do this. We put in 100% uh, and... Let's make our dream come true. The baby part of it was actually the biggest challenge because we don't have kids. <laughs> but on the other hand, that's maybe a big advantage. Um, his name escapes now, but the gentleman who started Sorbet, yes. um, I interviewed him. He was also the same guy who used to own the Lion Park. So he had those two businesses, and I mean, you can't find any two businesses that are more diametrically opposed to each other. And one of the questions I asked him is, have you gone to the beauty industry? Have you gone to the boutique industry and, and the salon? In, he said, sort of, I've looked at it. He says, yeah. but I don't <laughs> want to, I don't want to be tainted by what's out there. I want to build okay. something new and something fresh. And that's maybe the advantage that you've got is that you're not coming with all the pessimism, all the cons, all the negatives. You're just putting something out there. And um, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, you're broad enough to, to, to understand, well, if this doesn't work, we'll adjust it. But we're not not going to start simply because everybody's saying it might not be a good idea. Yes, spot on, Abby. Okay. We're now a year and a bit down the line. We'll get back to you a little bit later to the baby steps. I think you know people really like to hear how you started. Everybody likes to know about the sleepless nights and the borrowing of the money and the cash flow and all that. But you're now a year down the line. Are you guys surviving? Yes, we are definitely surviving. <laughs> okay, so that's an unusual answer because statistically it takes three years for a business to really find its feet, especially a business like yours where it needs big money to start. And I'm not talking about multi-millions, but mm-hmm. you need material, you need designers, you need seamstresses, you need a website, you need to get something up and running. You also need to eat and pay your own bonds, etc., etc. So it needs money. So Within a year, to say the business is really doing nicely means that two things are right. Number one, you've got all your foundation um, points in place correctly. And number two, you've got your eyes way down the line. So the little potholes on the way don't, you know, know, some people say if they get a pothole in bloom, they're not going to keep driving to Cape Town. (laughs) Well, they never plan to drive to Cape Town anyway. And some guys who get a pot, hit a pothole and bloom say, well, tough, we'll just buy a new tie and off we go. Yeah. And that's your attitude, I reckon. Yes, we've been very blessed in our first year. Um, blessed, uh, apart, well, it exceeded our expectations. So today we fa- uh, we've welcomed 10 stockers to our family of stockers locally. Uh, we recently partnered up with a distributor in Dubai and uh, we launched in Dubai in mid-December to show the UAE market uh, what talent and what we have as a as a country to to give to them. Can you just do us a favor? There was another Afrikaans girl from Benoni or Boxburg who went overseas <laughs> to act and she never came back. Guys, just keep your business here. We no, we needs your money. Local. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Just to get back to your point, Avi, um, we actually started Everly 
two years ago. It took us a year to get everything in place before we sold our first romper. And before we officially launched, because yes. we, belie- we believe in doing things properly before we take Okay, we're going to take a break in two minutes' time, but I want to start that conversation now. Let's talk about that year. Okay. Um, I've just finished reading a book called Shoe Dog by Phil, Ni- Phil um, Knight, who started Nike. Mm. And I was riveted by the book at the store, the, just how he built this company and how till they listed in America, they were bankrupt. Oh, my goodness. They were borrowing money every single month just to keep this monster running. And the bigger it got, the more they had to borrow. And he, he would often walk around thinking like, yeah, everybody thinks I'm great, but I don't have a penny in my pocket. Everything I've got, I've borrowed. And then that tipping point came where he just listed and the money flew in and boom, all of a sudden it was a different animal. But it took him 20 years or, or more to get to that point. What you've guys done in a year, you've got everything in place. So let's go through that year slowly. I'll tell you what, Craig, can we take a quick break now? And when we come back, let's unpack that year. Because I think that's very interesting as to what did you do to get your launch pad solid so that you could go from there. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. It's just gone 20 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have just joined us in studio with me are two ladies, Sally and Nina Nortia, and they've started a company called Everly Baby, which is a company that makes and designs bespoke baby girls wear. Guys, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get your fatty somewhere else. They don't do that. Um, ladies, we started talking just before the break about your foundation year. Let's call it that. That which you did in the beginning. So you had that evening. We decided we're going to make bespoke girls courtier clothing. What did you do the next morning? So at that moment, I was staying in Nalspread working for another company. So we've been fortunate how things have fallen in place over the over some time so I um, got a really good job offer in Pretoria and I left my house in Nalspread and I actually moved back with my parents so um, I stayed with my parents <laughs> at the lovely age of 28 and we had a year where we could put in a lot of money so all of our savings into our company and um, we went and we sat and we drew a picture of what we want to achieve out of this business you know we'll tell you a bit more because that's her yeah, so okay. I tend to think in pictures um, or see the bigger picture. And we, d- we draw a picture and said, what do we want to achieve? Uh, Everly Forever, a brand that we want to um, establish in the market and, and keep it here for years to come, even if we do, we're not um, here any, anymore. Um, and then we had to sit down. So financial planning was very important. Sally's always been a very good saver, so she used all her savings. Um, I continued my corporate job to help us every additional cent that we get to put it into our business. Um, we did have to go and get a personal loan as well. And we made a decision from the start that we'll always do it the best and most professional way um, as uh, take the right step. So we firstly went and we registered our business um, we got the right specialists and partners to partner up to help us put together our, from our logos to our websites, um, road to business plans, uh, where we want to be the next year um, and next five years and beyond. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of late nights. One positive of being sisters, we uh, can work when other people sleep. Um, working from home, so we cut cost where we need it, where it's not needed to rent buildings. Um, we do a lot of the things ourselves, but then we also have specialists where we're not um, specialists in our field to assist us and lots of mentors that guided us through the way. So let me ask you this. When you actually sat down and did the maths, yeah. fabric is X. Putting it together is why. Did it, and you got to that bottom figure. Yes. Were you shocked when you saw that figure as to what it's going to cost to put? I, I tell you why. Yes. I'll never forget buying my older son, who doesn't, you know, is now immigrated and, and you know, lives overseas. His first pair of jeans, which was 23, 4 years ago, mm-hmm. it was 50 rand. I, I, I just didn't know what to do with my. How do you pay 50 bucks? I say it's the equivalent of three, four hundred rand today yes. for a pair of jeans for somebody in, in three weeks' time they won't fit anymore. <laughs> um, what was your thought when you did that final maths sum? Well, it was a lot more than what we expected, to be quite honest. <laughs> Shocking. Um, especially, well, okay, when you produce stuff locally. It is, of course, more expensive than getting it anywhere else. But our whole thing is we support local and we're all about local. Um, I don't know. We didn't immediately do the sum the next day. It took us about three months of um, research. Research and and getting getting different quotes and suppliers. (laughs) But we were shocked, but we weren't put off. Okay, right. Now we've got that done. Who designed your clothing? We design our clothing together. Who puts it together? We've got a really nice friend that helps us with that. So you, you don't have a, a whole group of ladies sitting together in a room sewing? We do. Okay, so you've got a factory that actually produces the stuff. And again, it's all local lady, p- people. Okay. Your materials, how did you find local materials? You say you use cotton and bamboo. Correct. Please explain bamboo to me. <laughs> so we try and source local where possible. Um, and then we also, where it's not produced locally, so cotton are manufactured directly in South Africa, and we've got lots of uh, lovely cotton farmers. But bamboo isn't manufactured locally in South Africa, but we then do get our supply of our bamboo from, from local stockists. Now, bamboo is a natural fabric, and it's got lovely properties that is fantastic not only for baby but for for us as adults our skin so it regulates your your body temperature which means if it's cold outside it keeps you warm and when it's warm it's cool because the the it's the fabric is breathable it's also hypoallergenic which means if you've got allergies like myself it's fantastic fabric to use for bedding um, and then it's super soft and delicate on your baby's skin um, lots of babies do tend in the early years to get a rash and even toddlers and then adults as well so it just ticked the boxes of being natural it's the longevity due to the nature of the of the fabrics that we use is also great and enables us to pass it on from one generation to the next and it keeps color very very nicely okay. so it doesn't wore out it doesn't look like a worn out dress or, or romper um, which just adds to the ticking of, of what 100%. our standards are when did you sell your first garment? <laughs> so the first garment we sold was on the 30th, 30th of November 2017 so I actually resigned my job and my last day was on the 29th of November. 
We launched at the Mama Magic Expo, and the first ever garment that we sold was an Aurora romper in the Paloma color. And we were at the expo for about two hours, and we haven't sold anything, so the stress level went up. But then we did the first time, it's been going well ever since. Yeah, the, the positive response was overwhelming, so that just affirmed that Sally made the right choice to leave her job, and all the money was uh, being directed to the right place. I'm just picturing you in those first two hours going through your mind, okay, so I've given up a job, I've lost all my money, I'm living at home, I'm standing here, people are looking at me like feeling sorry for me because I'm just standing here, and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened. Was it just a matter of time for people to see your garment, see the quality, and it was an easy sale, or did it have to start being motivated by word of mouth? So our garments is um, beautiful by nature, not only because of the fabrics, but also the coloring process that we use. It's natural, soft Pantone colors. So people will look at it and say, oh, that's amazing. It's unique. It's beautiful. We haven't seen anything like it, especially with a touch of lace. But then when we tell them about the fantastic benefits of it being 100% natural, um, proudly made in South Africa and powering our fellow entrepreneurs, it just assists and with the feel if the people see it and they feel it um, it helps to sell our product instantaneously and as mentioned before we're not mothers but we've always had to go and buy those gifts and one thing irks me if you see something beautiful and you buy it and they put it in a plastic bag so we said at Everly it will be an experience we personalize the swing tags with the baby's names if the mother doesn't know what the name is yet the one mother started crying and told us and nobody knew the name so everybody had to turn around um, we use a to my little angel um, or princess and then we wrap it beautifully in tissue paper and an Everly branded gift bag so we said Everly is an experience that we would like to share from the purchasing up until the end user and the joy that it brings. So this is something I wanted to get to at the end. So, so you, I know you said you wanted to say something, but people are asking, let's discuss it now. How do people get the product? So I know I've been through your website. It is magnificent. Thank you. First of all, well done for the researcher, well done for the person who designed it, because it's not what I call a ping pong website. <laughs> You ever gone to a website where you have to keep moving your head, keep scrolling <laughs> up and down, yeah. can't flipping find anything, and then when you find what you want, you can't remember that it's easy to use. And the moment you go onto the page, the cart is already open, so you can start buying easily. The color changes are simple, okay. so there is a lot of thought that went into it. I'm not going to buy a baby item today, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the experience of just being on the website because it was simple. So how do people purchase the, the garments? Well, most of our sales do go online, but because we are at Baby Expos and Markets and we do stuff like Garmishful Skincare, um, people will come and they'll see the product and they'll feel the product. And then when the occasion arises, they would buy something online. And then we are also, in, like we said, 10 stockers. Which stockets? Where about in Joburg? So, um, firstly, online you can go and visit us at www.everlybaby.com. That's E-V-E-R-L-I. Yes, B-A-B-Y.com. Correct. We deliver um, between one and four working days, all dependent on where you're based, and we deliver to your doorstep. 
Then is there extra charge for that? There is an extra charge for it, 65 rand. It's standard career fee right. that, that we charge. Um, but yes. if you order orders above 850 rand deliveries on us, yeah, it's free of charge. Which from what I've seen is about two items. Correct. Okay. No, but I, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't want to come across uh, um, negative about that. But it, it is a bespoke item. Correct. Okay. On that note, something else that – sorry, let's just finish that. Um, so it's the stockist. Where are they? Okay. So we've got Fulif Beans in Joburg. Then we've got in Midland, there's a store called Oh My Baby. Then we've got a baby spa in Pretoria East, which is called Baby Bubble. And then we've got stockist in Cape Town, which is Balville Furniture – and we've got one in Groblerstal, which is La Femme. And we've got one in Frankfurt, which in is Kruger beautiful grey. We've got one in Krugerstorp. And Rustenburg, we've got Rabbit Kids. So we're expanding. But one thing that we, because we are a bespoke brand, we believe that we partner with, with boutiques that stock us. So quality is very important to us. And they've got a beautiful range. The rest of their range and being proudly South African brand stockers is very important to us. Ladies, what I want to come back to a little bit later is Groblesdal. Yes. Not, I'm not trying to be funny. It's not the biggest place in the world. Correct. And it's the place where the most important store most probably is the spa, which used to be the Alchemina Handelar, yes. and that sort of thing. And now we've got a really bespoke baby shop yes. in a place like that. Um, and all of a sudden, it's, it's worth your while. Um, and I also found another brand in December um, that I found only in Dahlstrom, and they got a branch in Krugersdorp and a branch somewhere else. The most amazing store it does very, very well. But yet they've selected the areas very carefully. They're not in Santon, and they don't want to go there. And I found that quite fascinating. So that's something else that I um, I just want to get to. A lot of questions are coming through about the personalization of the clothes. So one lady is saying here is that if she wanted an item for a boy, for a specific thing, and she wasn't being, she says, without being audacious about my colors, would you be able to oblige? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about personalization, it's not personalization of the garment itself or the design. It's uh, We say we personalize the garment by giving it, uh, we, we write the baby's name in the swing tag, and that's how it's personalized. We do launch a new range with every new season. In April, we're launching our, our autumn and winter range. But Everly, we've got our own bespoke designs that we design and manufacture. So we do not custom make okay. for for our customers, unfortunately. But we've got a beautiful range, and we hope that you'll be fi- be able to find something for a little girl. There. Okay, so you can't <laughs> put Johnny with a baseball bat on it or something. Unfortunately okay. not. No, no, on the one hand, for this lady who wants this, but, but on the other hand, for your business model, Model, it works well. Yes. Because that's exactly what you're looking to do. You're looking to be focused and to give the product that you know is going to work. Okay. Um, one thing that, that often um, surprises me with new businesses when they start is that you're going out into the market, but you're not sure about the challenges that you're going to have, either from a legal point of view or from a health point of view or a medical point of view. And yet you went out and did it anyway without being reckless because you took a year. But, you know, there must have been occasions where someone turned around and said, that was my design. Or someone turned around, okay, but, but Nina, by your face, I don't think that happened. No, luckily yeah. not yet. <laughs> oh, well, unless they share half of Sally's brain and half of mine. <laughs> okay, so that's really, so in other words, you've brought out stuff that is absolutely unique. 
Okay. What are, what's coming through quite strongly on the SMS line is people wanting to know, was it worth the risk within that first year? Did you ever turn around during that first year? I'll read out the SMS. Did you ever turn around during that first year and think that we've really bitten off more than we can chew? We've had we've had our moments, but they didn't last too long. Yeah. So I think in the first year, it's really been a year of growth. Uh, being two people that have to manage, it's a small startup, and you have to do most of the work. So from product development, not seeming, because we have a lovely team of local seamstresses that helps us from marketing, finance, sales. Um, time has been the biggest challenge. So. There's a positive and a negative. We didn't have time to sit back and say, oh, goodness, what were we thinking? Uh, we just kept on going and seeing the smiles on on the parents' faces. We're lucky that our Everly followers are mommies that will send us a picture of their little angel and they take me home outfit. And then a few months later, they'll send us a picture of their babies in their first birthday smash cake outfit. And uh, it's so lovely to meet the people and it's people in the community, um, not only mothers, but in the baby industry, apparel and clothing, um, the local stockers and manufacturers are people that really have passion. So there has been time where we thought, goodness, we've bitten off a bit more than we can just because we don't have all the time to to do everything that we would want to and like to. Time and skill. We and don't skill, always yes. have all the skills. So then you need to take extra time to go read up or phone somebody or find out how to do something. And but you'll find once you either acquire the skill or bring the right skill in, your level just increases exponentially. Correct. Um, one thing I want to ask you is how many people are directly employed by you ladies at this point in time? Directly employed. So Nina and I do most of the work. Then we've got about 14, 12 to 14 seamstresses. Okay. And Full-time ladies. That's indirectly through through the, the factory that we use. That okay. Specifically um, produce for us. But directly, we've got two ladies that helps us on a um, part-time basis. So it's not five days a week. It's two days a week. And, uh, yes, and then we partner with lots of of other speci- specialists in the field. So only two people employed on a part-time basis. Which is the way that modern businesses are running. Because what you're doing is that you're keeping your overheads and your costs down. You're keeping your variable costs variable. Yes. Because depending on the demand, so you can always go to someone who can increase demand without increasing your cost. Correct. So you've done that really, really well on that side. The other thing I want to ask or discuss is the overseas sales. What percentage of your business is being sold out of the borders? What percentage of your sales goes out of the country? Well, we've only launched in the UAE in December, so they did an initial order, which was quite good, but we can't answer that right now because we still need to see the Fair sales enough. So we have had many instances where it's either shoppers that's visiting SA or family and friends that's been asked to I've seen the Everly product on Instagram and I would love it. Can you please purchase it and send it um, to where I'm based? I mean, our products has been sent to to London, to America. It's been sent to Namibia um, and then to to Dubai as well. But unfortunately, Avi, at this stage, we can't really put a percentage to to it. Is it a growing market though? Sales overseas. I think it's got potential to be big one day when we're big enough to handle it, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, there are so many listed companies 
that have literally hit the wall by going overseas without doing their homework, without doing the research, thinking that America, for example, is waiting for them. Mm. And they get there and all of a sudden they find that they're number 27,000 in the line. And they think, shucks, we, we should have spent another 20,000 rand in research yeah. and not have got you as the last person to the party. And that's exactly, I think, what you ladies are doing. You don't want to go somewhere where you have to compete on an uneven playing field. No, and, and South Africa is such a beautiful country and we've got so many people that already loves our brand and there's lots of opportunity for us to expand. We only intend stockers, so we're first going to, to run and cover our, our local market. We're going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I want to speak about social media because you've mentioned it quite a bit in the last 40 minutes, how social media works with your business, how you've integrated into your business, etc., etc. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9. Welcome back to 101.9. Hi, FM. It's 20 minutes to 1, and in the studio with me is Sally and Nina Nortia, and now the founders and then the ladies who started and are running and building the company called Everly Baby. Just to let you know, the website is Everly Baby. That's E-V-E-R-L-I, baby, one word, dot C-O dot Z-A. Go along, have a look. It's a really great website. If you've got a young lady that you want to buy something for, some you know, someone that's just been born or having a birthday or a great occasion or a special occasion, go over, over there, have a look at the website. And it's really an item of clothing that you're not going to buy now Wear once and never look at again because it's soiled, because it's tore. It's really quality stuff. It's going to be there for years to come. So go spend the money and have something that you can really be proud of and you'll be happy to show your baby in, but know that you can keep it for generations to come. Ladies, when you started this business, how did you view marketing? What was your platform to reach moms out there? Okay, so our main thing is social media and word of mouth. I think social media is one of the best discoveries or inventions that anybody could have ever thought of. Um, but it's also a good way where you can see the true nature of a product. It's not like TV advertising or radio advertising where you can cover things up. So, um, And because we've got a fashion brand, the visual effect that you can have, especially on Instagram and Facebook, really helps to market our product. Quite well. I've had many people sitting in the studio talking about marketing and Instagram and Facebook, and the consensus is it's not a sales tool. It's a brand yes. um, building. building tool. It's a brand recognition tool. Don't expect to go and spend big money on that unless it's Google AdWords and it's a whole different animal, and expect your sales to go up. Just expect it to rather support your brand. Have you found that to be true, or is it actually a gateway to sales? I think it's, in a way, it's a gateway to sales, but if most things that's marketing-driven, you're not going to see the results straight away. You can't really put a monetary value to your return on that. There, yeah, there's ways and think, to measure your conversion rate, um, but it's most definitely a great brand-building tool. Yeah, we've been very fortunate. Um, our followers on both Instagram and Facebook, they love engaging with us. They'll send us pictures of their babies, um, photo shoots, and which they love for us to share, which is fantastic. It uh, enables us to, to show the mothers what great ideas there is with, with photo shoots and, and what they look like. And, uh, yeah, we've had very proud moments where we've had some of our South African um, 
royalty or celebrities, celebrities that will publish and post photos of their children. And in December, um, Minky Fun Advice's children were wearing our, our clothes in, in the magazine. Um, so it probably sounds silly to people that's not business owners, but as a business owner, it's, it's fantastic. Well, you saw my reaction to that <laughs> because that is something that South Africans are obsessed about. If you can just get the right person in the right item, all of a sudden it's an endorsement. Um, you know, just talking about Nike before, that was one of the things that he really chased for many years is to get the right sports person to wear his shoes on a particular event. Mm. And only to get there and watch that he was wearing the competitors because didn't trust the shoe, you know, hadn't done the miles yet sort of thing. And you guys are there already. People are happy. They put it on and it's really growing. Um, let's start looking a little bit further. You've been around for a year. When you did your business plan, you planned for today. Are you on target, behind target, ahead of target, on the side of it? Uh, we are on target uh, for about 80% of our goals, and we've got two that we didn't achieve, but they might have been a bit unrealistic, and they're realistic for this year. Yes. If a goal is realistic, then why bother? Exactly. Which is also true. Yeah. Um, you know, just to uh, something that, uh, you know, Many listed companies have done where they've, where they're owner driven. So the same people who started the companies are still there is they will sometimes sit around and they'll come up with a vision or a goal or a dream or an ambition that is so ridiculous that when you look at it, you think like, okay, there must have been a lot of substance around that table when you came up with this idea. <laughs> all of a sudden they start talking that idea through and it becomes a mantra in the company and all of a sudden people are doing it. And that's exactly what you ladies did. You you came up with an idea that was maybe a little bit more than you could digest, and yet you've worked through it, and now it's part of it. Where are you going to be next year, and where are you going to be in 10 years' time? Yeah, so when we sat down last year, uh, it's got a proud feeling. You think we wrote down we want 10 local stockists and one international stockist, and at the end of December, we, we quickly touched base. We both went on holiday, and it was so nice to reflect back and like, we did it. We've got 10 local and one international stockist. And, uh, so it's very true, like dream big and, and go, um, and grow. So for this year, um, it's all about expansion. So growing our brand, we definitely have big targets to reach in terms of being more available at, uh, in more boutiques for shoppers to shop and to feel and see the quality of our product. We also excited that we're launching our autumn and winter range in April. And then Sally and I are working on, um, something which we haven't made public yet, but, uh, is this where it's going to be revealed. <laughs> this is where we will reveal. Um, so we're working on our, our toy range, a special toy range, um, that we are launching later in this year, and uh, we'll tell you more about it a bit later. Just on that note, Sadie, are you not concerned about launching an allied product that will f- take your focus away from your core business? No, so these two are really going to complement each other. Yeah, so as we mentioned, we outsource and um, and partner up with with specialists so designing we will get the the ladies it will be handmade it will it will complement each other at the end of the day um so we don't want to say too much but yeah that's that's our story and we're sticking to it great just before we go to the next break which really brings us to the last few minutes of the show i just want to ask you about Hrubbsdal 
Um, and there I really don't want to come across as, as facetious. Yes. But this is a bespoke product. It's an expensive product. Um, it's something that you expect to find in really upmarket malls and at the high LSM where people have money to spend and stuff like this. Why Grobersdal? Well, you'll be surprised, but there is a niche market in Grobersdal. So we received a lot of online orders. Uh, as we send products to your, your address, we can see areas where we've got lots of of shoppers, and we were amazed by the amount of people, um, farmers, affluent farmers, and their wives that want to purchase beautiful products and garments. And um, yes, so I mean, there used to be a Amper Alice, or uh, or they still there, but it amazed us even. So when we went and we had a look and see what what's available, we partnered up with La Femme, and it's a beautiful boutique, and it's unbelievable to see the sales and the turn turnover from that boutique because it's um, the market is there. They've got a niche market. They're small, but their spending power is big, and they know what they want. And they wh- came to us. And why you ladies are so powerful is because you've used the data from your website. You've looked at the trend, you've seen when it's going, and you've seen the opportunity. Had you not been cognizant of that, you would have missed out on opportunity. Definitely. But because you followed the trend and you saw where the sales were and where the opportunity was, which is something that might not have been obvious, all of a sudden you can convert it into an opportunity. Um, the, the last thing I just wanted to talk about quickly before we go to the break is opportunity for people to get involved with you. If these people listening who have boutiques, who want to start boutiques, who are in this sort of arena, how do they, are you looking to partner? How do they partner? How do they get in touch with you? Well, they can always just send us an email at info at everlybaby.com or they can go onto our website, fill in a, um, a form or they can just give us a call. We're always willing to talk about partnering. Yeah, we love partnering um, and we often get people phoning us to ask us questions and advice. We've learned a lot and we love to share our, our advice and our learnings with fellow um, small entrepreneurs that wants to start up their own business. Fantastic. Ladies, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll wrap it up but we'll be back with you in a moment. Avi on money. 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9. High FM. Ladies, just for people who are just catching the last end um, of the show in the studio with me are the sisters Nina and Sally Nortier, and they are also business partners and founders of Everly Baby. We've got a few minutes. A lot of stuff has come in. We've discussed a lot of things. If someone came to you and said, ladies, I want to start a business, what advice would you give them? Okay, so I think the first piece of advice that we'll give them is dream big and work hard. Don't be scared to fail. Um, if you don't get something right, continue to push. Do it over and over and over again, 120%. Yeah, you should always be willing. You should know that if you're going to start your own thing, you should be willing to put in 150% of everything. Your time, your finances, your love, your passion, everything you need to be able to give, especially for the first one or two years when having a business. And then also make time to celebrate the winnings. doesn't matter whether it's small or big. You always continue pushing um, to reach new goals, and you have to take time and reflect. And don't be scared to ask questions. Surround yourself with as many mentors as you can. It doesn't have to be within the industry where you want to launch. Um, there's people out there that know so much and and. Listen with an open mind. Don't take it as as 
criticize. In school, we get marks. Uh, if you don't have a, if you get a B, it all just means that there's um, space for growth. And so if people gives you um, feedback and it's not all just positive, take it, learn it, and you don't have to take everything. Take the good out of it and implement and move forward. It's interesting. I once heard someone say that in school we were taught whatever is your weakness, you've got to work on and make it your strength. So if you're weak at maths, just keep smashing your head against the wall until you get good at it. In business, it's the other way around. Yes. If it's a weakness, find someone who's good at it, mm-hmm. remunerate them accordingly, and you get on with what you're good at. 100%. So that everybody can just keep going forward. Ladies, it's been wonderful. Wishing you everything of the best. Um, again, let's just repeat. It's everlybaby.co.za, and on there is everything you need. Everlybaby.com. What happened at <laughs> Okay, evilybaby.com. Um, please go on there, have a look. Everything's there. And uh, best of luck in this area. Would you know where the closest boutique is that someone could go to? So Full of Beans will be the closest stockist currently in your area. Um, Whereabouts that? In Benoni. Okay. So it's a bit of a drive. And then we'll be launching very soon in the Whitmead area as well. Oh, brilliant. We'll be, we'll be closer to you. So have a look at our website. Um, we're also showcasing this year, uh, earlier this year, our stockers and who and where they are. Thank you so much for having us. Abby. Just before you go, one question I want to ask you. Every clothing item has a name. Am I right? Yes. How does that work? So um, we... We meet lovely babies and little ladies on the way and whoever inspires us. So each clothing is designed and inspired by somebody. Fantastic. Well, ladies, you've been an inspiration. Well done. Keep it up. And just as a South African public, thank you for being young South Africans, staying here, putting your money here, putting your effort here. And there's no pessimism. It's all optimism. It's all about going forward. And that's really what the country needs. And thank you for the people that you've employed via your business. Because for every fair person that you employ, there are four or five people that are assisted by that individual. So you can always multiply your effect by four. And that's the reach you're having on the country. So thank you very much. Please go along. Have a look at them. Thank you for coming into studio. Just to let you know that next week we've got hopefully Dr. Adrian Savall coming in. And it's going to be a very hard-hitting interview. Um, Adrian is a really a consummate professional, an expert on, on economics and business. And I really want to know why. We as consumers have been paying fees to financial institutions and to financial planners for the last three or four years, and we've had almost zero growth. It's not a blame. It's just a question. We want answers. Time will make the investment right. We know that. But how long and how patient do we have to be? Craig, thank you for pushing the buttons. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.